For TBWA Shite Day New York and Nissan ISKI code NOAY0005000, spot entitled My23 Aria Launch, GM brand fully loaded 30 second radio spot, stereo mono compatible mixed with Tupop. The all new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E Force all wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. Nissan Aria with E-Force expected availability early 2023. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in Fort Worth with E-Step Off. These results are for comparison only and should not be attempted on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Hey, guys. Before we start today, I wanted to let you guys know that Brett Sheridan and I will be at Flappers Comedy Club February 13th at Burbank, 8 p.m. on The Jake Lewis Show. You can get tickets at Flappers and look for The Jake Lewis Show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Me and the douche will be there. All right. Peace. Enjoy Sith. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sith Council. It is Wednesday. We are very happy to have you here today. A lot, I guess, a lead up to Mandalorian is really where we're at. Yeah, we're going to do the Bad Batch episode. I think it's episode five. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, episode five is when we will uh, we'll be covering that for a bad batch. Um, these two idiots. Already. <laughs> haven't even started right. Morons. Um, so here we go. Once again, we have that. Daisy Ridley's back talking Star Wars. What, what could be the future of Ray, if anything? Um, Amanda Stenberg talks about the acolyte and what the shooting process has been like speaking of shooting process that seems to be complete with skeleton crew how's that going to work and we've got a lot of questions coming in from you guys so we'll do that more the original crew is back myself darth sabra kalinowski let's get at it Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sith Council. It is myself, Steph Sabra. Hello. And there he is, Darth Kalinowski. Hey, 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 hey. Back from Super Mario World. Yeah. It's me. I'm a back. Are you doing? Are you doing uh, do. Mario? Or are you doing? Are you doing Jared Leto from uh, House of Gucci? I'm <laughs> 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 Come on. Come on. It's me. They sound exactly the same. Um, welcome back, everybody. We're yes. going to be... Mike wasn't here last week, so we're... I missed out. You missed out. So did you I miss... I can't out? wait to hear your thoughts I miss when I don't... Batch. Like, just this, the lead up to us getting ready to do the show, I miss you guys. I have so much fun. We laugh so hard. Yeah. This is my, you know, time of the week that I just love to hang with you guys. So. I'm glad to have you back, buddy. Yeah, yeah. guys. So I we, did watch... Yeah, I'm, I'm caught up now because I didn't watch the first two and I was chastised for it two weeks ago. Yeah, well, you didn't watch the third one. You watched. The I first have seen two. you after the new year. Remember we said this. I haven't seen you after the new year. We, uh, the All right. Week, well, yeah. well, we, uh, okay, that's that's irrelevant. Um, but I'm so. caught up. <laughs> caught up on. You're caught the up bad on bad. Yeah, and and how you how sorry. So we both you didn't love. See, Steph and I thought the first two were fine. Yeah. And then the third yeah. one we both thought was pretty good with uh, with right. with crosshair. Yeah. And the fourth one we thought was a throwaway episode with uh, you know. What's the, his name? The, the Tech running around. Bargain basement pod racing. Pod racing yes. is exactly what it was. Like, so then this one, now they're on a mission with Wanda Sykes and they're, and they're just... Treasure ba- hunting. Yeah, and then there's a big monster that comes in at the very end. And it's like, again, this is spoilers f- for this episode. This is another... There's a two back-to-back um, spoiler... Uh, excuse me, kind of uh, filler mission of the week episodes, in my opinion. Yeah. But what I will say is this. I have seen 14 of the 16 thus far. Um, okay. And that there are... a there are a few episodes that are really fantastic. I mean, like fantastic Star Wars stuff. This is not one of them. Um, I, that's how I feel. But Mike, I'll start with you. What were yeah. your thoughts on this episode? Uh, I, I, I get the show is just not for me. Bored? I'm not. Not that I'm bored. I found I was looking at my phone a lot. Like, yeah. So yeah, here's the thing. So when I went to click on it, <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's Mike, what? What? What does bored mean? You know what? I was sitting here, I talking to you, and you're like, "Don't worry, Mike. I'm on my phone, but I'm listening to me." Were you bored with my conversation? Yes, she was no, bored out of her skull. You weren't. You. No, I wasn't. You weren't bored. Oh yeah, I, I wasn't. I was no, you weren't. But yeah, but she was paying attention to you. Yeah, not really. You're, well, then she was can bored. I, can I talk now? <laughs> can I talk? Yes, please go ahead. Um, 
So when I clicked on it on the Disney Plus app, if you notice Bad Batch, uh, Omega is like front and center on the graphic. Mm-hmm. That's changed since last season. Last season it was the Batch, like they were all front. So this show is geared. It's almost seems like it's pivoting more towards an Omega show. With the bad batches, the backup. It's not that though. I can tell you from okay, watching. All right. It. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, I can understand why you. So, but I'm I'm going off of two episodes yeah, right yeah. now, and it's just like I get. I hate You're to saying say the kid angle of it. Yeah, it's like I think that they realized the, the corporate looked at maybe when Iger came on board and they're looking at the marketing. What I was like, all right, you know what, Andor, that's adult. This we is got, way but, before Iger. I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, but but the graphics that can be changed daily. True. So it's just like true. Right, you this, this show's around going it. towards the kids, and it is. I don't feel. From the Clone Wars episodes that I've caught up on and with the Rebels that I did watch and in my rewatches and whatnot, this seems like it's different from those shows. Yeah, I it just a, does. Again, I have an unfair um, perspective here because, like I said, I've, I've yeah. seen it. So I know I know where it goes because they do go darker a couple episodes, too, and, yeah. and, and like, away from just like a kid-ish type thing. I had less I, – I don't have that particular feeling, Steph, like that it's geared towards children. I don't feel that way. I think – I think kids can certainly watch this but i feel like my my issue with it is the issue that we've always had and that's what is this story and the last two episodes are just about okay well the argument's going to be it's about omega really fitting in and 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 being attached to these characters and be attached to the bad batch and establishing the family i already got that i understand that already but this is what i this is what it seems like to me where, where you stand on it yeah, I feel very similar. I I think that it's fun to watch, but I keep thinking like this episode more than ever and last episode feels like a video game. Like yeah. I'm like playing with it and like going through trying to find this treasure with Wanda Sykes and it's fun. But I also feel like some of the I need to compare it to last season, but I feel like the graphics even look a little bit more video gamey to mm, me. Interesting. Like less mm. um in the Clone Wars look of it, yeah. the music is phenom- continues to be phenomenal. It's my favorite Music's part great. of the episode. Music's great. Yeah, Kevin like, Kiner's the man. He's so He's good. the man. But, uh, yeah, I think that that's the thing is that, it, and, again, I, I just come from a different perspective. I'm excited for you guys to watch the episodes that I watch because there's some really good Star Wars episodes in, in this series. There's really some good perfect ones. Perfect example. This show, watching that episode versus watching, um, what was it called, Legends? Which one? The one the Tales of the Jedi? Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, like, yeah. both animated, but one is just, that's what I'm going to watch. Well, you know what? This. And that's a great point, because I think that for me, I, I agree with you 100%. Tales of the Jedi, for me, had more of like a, for both storylines, both Ahsoka and Dooku, had objectives for their stories. And, yes. and, and, and even when they were like yes. these little side particular things that were happening with Ahsoka kind of lost in the village, it still played into the overall thing. And I think that that's what... This show misses sometimes, and maybe it's because they're doing 16 episodes. You're right. And and back in the day, people talk about filler episodes. You know, you had episodic TV of 22, 24-ish episodes. Yeah, right. You would have filler Lost episodes. season two, famous for it. What they're called bottle episodes, yeah. where it's just one location. Where Mando, was it 13? But even the bottle episodes. No, less. Even the filler episodes, which you would call them, we're telling, feeding into that overarching storyline. These don't to me. It just seems like. Right. yeah. And that's fine. But yeah, but some people you can't like get it. mad at people if they go, "Where's the overarching story right. here? What are we doing?" Well, I think that that's why it's in the position stuff that it's in right now, as far as what, it's it's an appetizer before Mandalorian hits. I totally. mean, that's that's what it is, and it's okay. like, I think what it does perfectly is that hey, look, I'm I'm looking for. I just had Andor. I'm looking forward to watching. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I'm looking forward to watching Mandalorian, but I got nothing on TV. It's like oh, I'll tune into to Bad Batch. It's a fun little watch. Yeah, I think it's uh, what their focus is really trying to build, like through Andor, Mandalorian, and Bad Batch is uh, how the Empire really took over in its way and how it did so with the clones and just, I think, giving more supplemental evidence to the prequels and Mm -hmm. the the movies that came after it, which I I don't fault them for it. It actually is nice, like, to see, especially with the Crosshair episode, you kind of see how important the clones are because as a when I was a kid watching it, I got the clone aspect, but not really. Right. If that makes right. sense. Yeah, of course. So you're yeah. kind of getting more into the psyche of them and like the inhibitor chips and that's the stuff that really works, by the yeah. way, in this series. And it starts to again just a, I'm not spoiling, but when they, they start to explore that element more and more about the clones in general the clips but the idea of the clones and what they mean to the empire and what they and how they're kind of like almost expendable and like that's the stuff that when this stuff when they explore it that stuff works like like and and they they do that a lot in this series 
but it's not in episodes like this. What I will say that this sets up really well that I didn't know, what I can tell you guys again um, from watching the episodes, when I didn't watch, when I watched it the first time, I didn't feel this way. Wanda Sykes' character in, in this one, she's just like another character that kind of shows up that they work with. Yeah. This, you can make the argument for she has a bigger role to play. And then because of this episode, it sets up a relationship with them. So that's where I'll say it does fit oh, into like the story it, yeah. because like she, because her character winds up to do and, and And I like what they do with her character overall, because it's not just, well, what's the difference between her and Sid? And there's a major difference, like a major difference. She's a, she's a really good character that is set up in this episode. So that's the one pushback I'd give to myself is that it's not just a mission of the week, even though it is, but because of um, because of the introduction, I mean, I know she showed there's up. There's like, like a seed planted. It, it, their their relationship is planted yeah. in this, and the way that they work together, and you know the stuff at the end with the it was like a, a monster movie, old school. It was very, I think, like someone like Josh Robert Thompson would love this episode because he's like a big fan of like that kind of old school serialized, mm. you know. Thing. Like this is this is something that you would turn on. This this was, I think, and this is probably if you would talk to Filoni, this is something out of like George Lucas's head as well, too. Like the the kind of like thing that you would watch if you were a kid in the fifties sure, and yeah. turn it on and like this the monster show of the week. Yeah, the, if I the, was a kid, this was like, you know, the Goonies. It's so fun. Like every kid wants to be the one that finds something they go digging for yeah. in the backyard and it ends up being a compass to a treasure chest. Right. That's like every kid's dream, right? So I like that idea of with Wanda's character, I really do actually love this character, but I feel like you establish her personality so well in the first five minutes right. when she's telling this grandiose story of her treasure hunting. Mm -hmm. And then maybe you can minimize the treasure hunt to like half the episode and then do something else with it. We're just playing you know into it. I mean? but yeah. And I, it's, it's, but it, it's fine. It's yeah. fun. Well, you know what it is? It's the fact that like, cause I even hear myself like, you know, saying that too, it's, it's because there's 16 episodes. Yeah. That's, that's really what why it not? is. That's exactly right. It's that, that's why they have episodes like this because the answer of like, you know, if they didn't explore any story of where it goes, cause they do. And it gets, the show gets significantly better. As it goes on, I will say that it gets significantly better. Um, but there, and there's there's towards the end of it, there's kind of there's less of the fillers that they start to actually focus on a story. And I I I know you well enough that I think that by once we get towards the end of this thing, you're going to really start to enjoy some yeah. of these episodes. It's the same with you, Mike. Um, but this is the kind of stuff though that you watch, and, you, and and like Mike said, when he walks in, he's like this show, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of episodes you're going to, and maybe because of episodes like this, it's the episodes that are really pop. Because Palpatine, we know in the trailer, is, is in... It's coming, yeah. And I, I was thinking I've about seen that, that today. I, I was like, remember the trailer. Like, they're going to reintegrate things like this. Yes. And then one little nitpicky note. It felt like Wanda's, like, so talented, but it felt like her lines were kind of chopped in. Interesting. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Mike, you're very pensive over there. What's going on? I have on? so many thoughts that you guys Let bring Let them out. Up. That's why well, you're here, okay. Mike. Okay. Like, first of all, one... This was just kind of a throwaway, like it bothered you. It bothered me that the thing was called the Heart of the Mountain. Mm -hmm. That's the Arkenstone from the Hobbit films. Oh. So I was just kind of like, you, you guys do. not know what, right. come on now. Or they did it, or it was an homage. Or an homage. Yeah. I don't know if it's an homage. You could have called it, you know, okay. uh, the liver of the mountain or something. I don't know. Uh, Beef and shoes. Yeah, exactly. I'm just yeah. curious. I was thinking about this because I'm doing a couple of rewatches right now. One of the 90s Flash TV series. Yes. And also Batman the Animated Series. Just on my own. In what? Why? For Because I love them. The, the Flash 90s series is fantastic. It's, I'm just curious. Rewatching it. It's good. It's incredible. It's really good. I'm just but curious I'm, why you picked that. I'm just bored. Right. I was going through doing a house cleaning sure, after sure. the Christmas stuff. And I have the DVDs and I okay. popped it in. Very proud of you. Um, but I realized I was like, not one of those episodes strung together. They're all standalone filler. Or right. you call them filler. It's like, when did we as storytellers in, in this world that we're in, everything now, episodic television became built to a big, all-connected... But they were... Was it with Lost? I feel like, because I just started watching, not just, but last year I started watching the Batman series for the first time. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know because I wasn't born when it was made, but they were you establishing... Oh my God, they were establishing yeah. DC, the world. So yeah. much of what comes after that show is business, like the characters, and you know well, what I mean. Like you're playing well, on I mean, a new field. This we know the world. But that's what I'm saying. But for this show, would it be better if it wasn't building to a big thing? It was just like this is the Bad Batch Adventure of the Week. Well, like, that's, well, that's what they're Josh, doing. Was it Josh Robert Thompson? You're saying that would yeah. enjoy this, like the Adventure of the Week. But they're do but they're doing that. But then I but then you guys brought up great points. So I'm listening to you guys. That episode 
felt to me like in my head what I think Skeleton Crew is going to be. No, I don't think no. so. It just did. I don't, and it might be completely wrong. Yeah. It could be completely talking on my head. But it felt like, oh, I have a feeling this is what Skeleton Crew is going to be. Like a crew of all kids, though, with one adult as opposed to one right. kid, all adults. Going on these adventures, and they find a map or treasure, and they're. I think they get lost in it, and we're going to talk about that. We can. We can. He mentioned Goonies. Yeah, we we can, and we can get into that in a second. But before we do, I got to tell you guys about Athletic Greens. You guys know how much I love Athletic Greens. I take AG One by Athletic Greens every day. You guys know it. I've been talking about it forever, and there's a reason why they're on the shelf. I mean, they're on the shelf for goodness' sake. And why did I start taking it? I wanted better gut health. I wanted increased energy, immune system support. I hated taking pills, vitamins, and I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. And that's what I do. You guys know it. I have that. I'm not going to lie to you. I saw it when I first started taking it. I was like, it's green. It's yummy. Tastes good. You get intimidated at first, but then after you take that sip, you're like, oh, man, they actually made it taste good. And I take AG1 in the morning. I put it in a, uh, a, a water bottle, and I shake it up, and I love it. And I do it right before. Now I can do it right before the, the coffee. It's great. It makes me feel unstoppable. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do it. It's good for sleep quality too, by the way. It really helps with sleep quality. I, I noticed that right away. And I don't like combining all vitamins and I've never been really a big vitamin guy. Taking all the supplements and different bunch of different things. This makes it easy for you. You just take it in one scoop. Done. It's 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods. It, it's, it's so good. It's so good, and it's so great. And you guys know for how long I've been talking about it, and I've gotten so many responses from you guys of people who've been trying AG1 and been loving it. And you get it delivered every month. Very easy to make it a daily habit. So if you are looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing. That is athleticgreens.com slash big thing. Check it out today. All right, so thanks again to our sponsors over at Athletic Greens. If you guys, again, I say it all every week, every day, every time we do this show. If you want to help the show out, but you want to help yourself out, get yourself one of our sponsors if it works for you. And Athletic Greens should work for you, man. We love Athletic Greens. We've been using AG1 for a long time. So as you guys know, you know, I've been endorsing them forever. We only put people on this show that we really think that the audience is going to like. So we hope that you guys check it out and let us know. Use that code, but let us know when you do. All right, so we got some stuff that we're going to go over here, a few of the stories, and I'll start here first. Um, all right, Skeleton Crew, here we go. So it's all wrapped up, at least according to a, uh, a stunt person. Now, little is known about John Watt's new Star Wars. This is from Rosalie Lambert on Star Wars Newsnet. You can get all your stories, Star Wars news stories from Star Wars Newsnet. Now, little is known about John Watt's new Star Wars Disney Plus series, Skeleton Crew, but some some light might have been shed on its production timeline by members of the stunt team. A since-deleted Instagram video was posted by stunt coordinator George Cottle, celebrating the end of filming and thanking his colleagues for their hard work. It was captioned, that's a wrap on Skeleton Crew, it was reported by Deadline, and the same sentiment was then by stunt actor Juliana Porter on her Instagram story, saying she can't wait to see what's in store. A spinoff series starring Jude Law is set after the events of Return of the Jedi in the same period as The Mandalorian. John Watts has described the plot as a group of kids who are about 10 years old when they get lost in the Star Wars universe. Disney appears to have a plan have a lot of plans for this post-Episode 6 era, as more and more Disney Plus content is exploring this time period. It seems as though Disney is keen to forge ahead in the Star Wars universe whilst attempting to keep fans sat, uh, satiated with characters and stories from eras they know and love. All right, so it's supposed to hit in 2023. We know that as well, too. Um, yeah. All right, with this one, so the first thing that I said, and you get a, a kick out of this yesterday, I was, oh, of course I will. Monday, <laughs> I was talking about how you look at this kind of stuff gets leaked, right? Right. It's by accident sometimes. Now, I said the person that did this, there's, a few different options. Option okay. one, the guy tweets out, very excited. Yeah, tweets it out, gets a phone call. Hey, you got to take that down. The hell you nobody, doing? What do you, nobody knows. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, there's another guy going. Watch this. Tweets it out, does it, and then they say, "Man, you got to take that down." He's like, "Come on, I can't, I can't tell what I'm doing here." Yeah. And he's a problem. And then there's the other guy. There's these stunt guys. You think these stunt guys are paying attention to the mystery box and all that? Clint, you think he cares? 
You know what he's doing? He's wrestling snakes in the backyard. And he's like, and they're like, hey, you want to take it down? He's like, oh, yeah? Come make me take it down. And they're Ball. like, Ball. he's like, Clint, you got it. You got to take this down, man. He's like, I'll tell you what. You come over here and you fight me. You fight me. You hit me in the head with a glass bottle. If I don't fall down, you can't take it down. I'm going to stab you to death. And it's like, Clint, take it easy. It's like, you don't want to mess with these guys. But, but out of the, I, th either way, <laughs> either way. I say, like, because I, all my buddies Facts. are stunt guys. It, it, that's like, and they're tough bastards. Yeah. And you think but, they're paying attention the, to the mystery times box? A lot of they're young kids, too. It, it's funny okay. that yeah. the stunt guys are getting younger and younger as I'm getting older and older. Um, but it's funny because you said this shoot's in England, right? Or I believe because you said George Cottle. Cottle was, uh, first time I came into contact, not contact with him, new phone, he built the Batmobile for Batman Begins. Mm. He was the driver of it. And so he's now coordinating. So uh, I don't know where I was going with this, but like, I think he's like, you know, it's like, you got to take that down. He's like, hey, what are you talking about? Like, Coddle, Coddle's one of Coddle's guys posted it, not Coddle. Right. So he's, they're going to Coddle. Like, hey, take, you're take stunt it down. guy. Right. Tell him. And he's like, hey, mate, what are you doing? I got you a job, man. You can't be doing that. But what do you think, like, though? Jobs I mean, are but, bullshit. He's but like, it's also, I know it's bullshit, but you want to work know, but again. it's also one of those things where it's like, so we wrapped on a film. It's not, he didn't say who's in it. Who, right, was it, right. He, he wrapped on a film. Who cares? Exactly. Who does that care? Could be like so arbitrary, that piece of information. He could have been talking to a friend and been like, oh, yeah, I wrapped right. uh, my last set. Yeah. I guess maybe because they don't want to have anticipation they around, don't want around any, the idea. And, like, they just want a blanket on it. Like, you don't because they Oh, if they wrap. Release date, release date. Right. Right, and they want to save stuff but for then, celebration. So with right. Star Wars Newsnet, they get the scoop and they post stunt person says that filming's wrapped. Well, Lucasfilm wants like, hey, here's our official statement: we've wrapped filming. They want this. They like, want to do it. Stunt guy number five right. that was a. I, I mean, I get. I, get, I guess it's also maybe it's also about precedent, but, and also too right. Maybe but he they, knows the people that know are those people because right. they're there on the set. Hey, martini shot last. We're wrapped. That guy's. I know, but that's also it's probably precedent too. Really, listen, it yeah. doesn't. It's it's little thing. It's sure. like we wrapped, but we don't want anything out there. Right. So just take it down, and which which makes sense. And yeah. it, it, but but I'm just saying, I'm just so curious of what it was like because there's so many different scenarios. Sure, there's, there's the likely scenario of hey, can you take that down, please? Because you're not supposed. To, oh, I'm sorry. Oh my god, you got it absolutely. Right. And that's probably what happened. Yeah. But I just like the idea of the guy sitting on his porch with a cigar, waiting for them to come tell him. And he's got they have to like approach him with like six different guys, and they're like, "Please take it down." And he's I just, ain't gonna take it he, down. He's like, shut him, come make me." Right, he's like an old, old stuff guy. Like, hey, yeah. boy, my day, you didn't care we were rapping yeah. on social media. You tell me to take it down, fuck yourself. I'll, I'll take it down, but not before I take three of you down with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll take it down <laughs> when you take when I take my pants down. You suck <laughs> me off. Whoa, 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 kids, kids. So we're gonna, but there's my gonna be there's gonna what be, you went, you went one you step. Just, you just jump with your pants right off. I, it's always <laughs> this is the line, and I do this. Right I do this on the line. Right no, off. All right, settle down. You're right doing over. The splits on the line. Right over. Hey. Listen. So, but either, but either, <laughs> way, but let's go. <laughs> Unbelievable. You guys missed me, didn't you? Not really. You missed me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, listen. So we're getting all right, all right. all right. So we're getting bring it back. We're getting back to the actual skeleton crew itself because yeah. Mike had mentioned we and we talked about it. Yeah. One of the coolest moments that we had at Star Wars yes. Celebration was at at, at oh, the yeah. hotel, hotel when we saw John Watts out there and we started talking to him about yeah. the show itself and he said it was like Goonies and he said it was like Stranger Things and he said and he brought up the how but but he said there was still like that like the moments in the Clone Wars that could get really dark like it was like yeah. that and and so that got us excited and how excited he was about the project also got us excited as yeah. we talked about it for quite a while after we met him um so the thing is and it's they also mentioned this in the article this seems to be going skeleton crew seems to be going more and more down the path of a potential big crossover event in this time period there's these timothy zahn novels mm. that were that mike and i loved as kids and it was the whole thrawn trilogy and there was always this kind of hope that they would do something in that in that realm it looks like they're setting it up. There's looking. There's little things that they look to set up. Whether it's Luke talking to Ahsoka, going, "Will I see you again?" Um, the idea of where is your boss talking about you when Ahsoka talks about it with Thrawn, and then the idea of this is essentially another season of Rebels, kind of all mixed in together. And then you put the skeleton crew in there. Yeah. The unknown regions are the thing that we have not explored yet. It is a great way to put Grogu out there, and why we have we don't why we don't see him yeah. later on. Yeah. You can put. Everybody, you can put a bunch of different people out in the unknown regions because 
it's unknown. And it's also the time period is unknown and space works differently and all those types of things. They're going to set up a brand new thing that they can get away from the rules of the, of, of the timeline and the, sh- and the stuff that we know. But yeah. I'm curious what you think stuff. Yeah, totally. I didn't even think about that. That it's like, I, and I also trust in John Watts yeah. to not do what you were talking about, which is kind of this adventure of the week. I think that he has like a special gift of, Especially with the things he mentioned, right? Like Goonies and Stranger Things. That, to me, seems like a really nice mixture of this happy medium where it's not as serious as Andor. And it might have more fun moments, but kind of like a good collective like union of those two tones. Yeah. Did Do you guys know, did John Watts drop out of Fantastic Four to do skeleton crew that's that's the that's that's what it seems like if you if you explore the actual full timeline of it i was trying because but i just it just goes to the way he said what i love is a filmmaker that is excited about what he's working right so to drop out of fantastic four after you came up with three blockbuster marvel films right you know you could tell like maybe his heart was into that they wanted him he's like he's hot they could do it make a killing a ton of money but he went and did skeleton crew which is Lesser profile. It's not like he's not going to make some cash to him. Of course, but it's a lesser profile than Fantastic Four MCU. Right. But I love that because it's a filmmaker that he has an idea or something that sparked him that's like, I got to tell this story. As opposed to, yeah, I'll go back with Marvel and do this. This be, yeah, I can do this. Agreed. But I, and I think that probably he probably wanted to take a little time off from making movies. And I bet you television got him excited when he was doing The Old Man. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Of course it did. Working with me every day. Absolutely. And then, uh, but uh, you know, also, don't take away from the power of persuasion that that uh, that John Favreau has. John Favreau probably saw yeah, him right, and John right. John Watts. They've worked on the Spider-Man movies together. They're tight. Yeah. And he could um, potentially be doing a movie for Star Wars after Skeleton yeah. Crew. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if on on No Way Home, Watts and Favreau started talking. He's like, "Come, dude, come do Star Wars. Take a break from Marvel. Come like, do hey, Star Wars." You yeah. know, yeah, the vibe is different. Come yeah. on over here. It's going to be me. 100%. I'm your boss. Yeah, and he's Come like, on over here, man. Just play in the, play in the sandbox. Come on. Yeah, he's like, what do you, you, you want to do? He's like, yeah, I had this idea of what I could do. He's like, look, we can make, me and Dave can yeah. make that work. I'll bet. We can do this thing. We can play it all together. And what if you, your thing that, what if, what if these, what's your idea? What if those kids got it lost? We're doing this thing in the unknown regions. What if the kids got lost there? And they collaborate that way. You can see those conversations come, happen. Come see the volume. Just yeah. see what we're doing. Because come, just there, hang out yeah, with us for a There was a Favreau Filoni verse. That is happening inside of Star Wars, and that's this time period. Now, okay, so we've talked about that, and you've always talked about, and uh, I fought, not fought you on it, but we talked about the connective universe. You mm-hmm. want it to all be connected, and I'm like, it is connected, but you're like, the Filoni Favreau thing, that is makes that's so about much as more MCU sense. as you get. Right. But don't you feel like everything needs to then be brought into that? Or no? It, it, well, it, it's, it's so it's, weird. It's harder to do because it's almost like you got to bring it's it's history, right? You're bringing yeah. all of history together. So in one way or another, whether it's a mention or those types of things, it's not so much that I think that you can you'd be able to do all that. But yeah. but if you're gonna play in the Obi Wan sandbox, right? Yeah. Then make then do the same thing you're doing in the Felonies in that time. Period, okay. Right. Okay. You know, like and do it. So if you're gonna launch a High Republic or or a end of high republic series with the acolyte then make that a thing spin that off and then have a couple of them inside there so there's like there's a couple connected ones that you can you can franchise and you can you can branch off like that like that's why i i've always to this day still said the old republic is your best bet to do that because you can play in that sandbox for years and especially now after watching what the last of us is doing with knights of the republic they can make this happen they just have to have the balls to do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair all, enough. All right. Let's see. So, Steph, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to you here because we're gonna get and you know what? Before we do that, before we go to Steph, and we'll do that on the way back in. I just want to tell you guys, we're very excited. We have two brand new sponsors that I want to tell you about. I'm pumped, pumped to be working with Green Chef. I don't know if you guys have noticed. No one said anything, but I've been losing weight. Why? I've been taking care of myself, and one of those ways I've been partnered up with Green Chef. Really excited for them. Green Chef, it is a CCOF certified meal kit company. And Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit everyday lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. If you're looking to kickstart a keto diet in the new year, they make it easier than ever to keep a keto diet with a brand-new limited-time keto kickoff in 2023. They expanded their menu. You can choose from over 30 recipes weekly. You have the options to mix and match. It's amazing. It's really, it's it's a lot of fun too. 
If you crave more servings of a favorite recipe, you can now double the portions in your weekly order and all you can just do it with one click. They offer a 10 minute lunch. Each week's menu includes, includes two convenient low prep and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. There's no cooking required and it's perfect for when you're on the go or press for time at the office. Eat well at lunchtime. I'll tell you, that's exactly why one of the main reasons I have no time these days. It's hard. You guys know that it, once I went on my own and I started doing my own thing, it's awesome. It's liberating. It's free, but it's time consuming. And to run into the house and make and, and have lunches, it's tough. Having this, having it ready, knowing what I'm going to know, knowing what I'm going to have on this menu, knowing exactly what's right for me to be able to keep up with the diet and make sure that I can still stay healthy. Green Chef has been tremendous, tremendous. And it's sustainable too, by the way. Their recipe features organic produce, premium proteins, and sustainably sourced ingredients. You can raise your food standards in 2023 and reap the flavor benefits. So one of the main things you really need to do, you've got to use that code. you got to go to greenchef.com slash thing60. It's thing60. Go to greenchef.com slash thing60. Why is it 60? Because you get 60% off plus free shipping. It's really great. It is the number one meal kit for eating well. Facts. Thank you to Green Chef. Help yourself. Help the show. Get yourself some Green Chef. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash big thing and get on your way to being your best self. I'm so excited that BetterHelp is back. You guys know when we were with SEN, we're doing SEN Live. BetterHelp was with us and we really, really were such major fans and and so pumped to know that they are coming back to be with Big Thing. If you're at your best, you can do great things. And sometimes life gets you bogged down and you can feel overwhelmed like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. I can tell you right now that this was the case for me. I've talked about this not too long, about a year ago, I was in that headspace. I was there and I remember from, I'll be honest, better help. And it helped me. Tremendously. I've talked about it. And, um, yeah, just you, you get into that rut. Working with a therapist, it can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws at you. It helped me. Be able to talk to somebody, and, and I've mentioned this in the past. I've gone, I've been in places when I've decided not to talk to people. And I got myself in trouble from doing it. I didn't talk to anybody. I let things bottle up inside. Don't do it. Because I'm telling you, when you talk to somebody, it helps. It really, really does help. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. You fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapist anytime, no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash big thing today and you get 10% off your first month. Betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash big thing. All right, so thank you again to both BetterHelp and Green Chef. Um, like I said, guys, there's a reason why we're getting these amazing sponsors and it's because of you guys. You guys have been getting them. You guys have been commenting. You've been letting me know and every single time that you get one of these sponsors, you help out the show and you help out yourself, um, especially in the case of both BetterHelp and, um, and, and, and Green Chef. I'm so excited to be working with them now. So thank you guys once again. If you're looking to get a new car, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive. Sure, you love your old car, but you know it's not normal to give instructions on how to open the window. It should be self-explanatory, but it's not. And notice how when you're in other people's cars, you can feel cushion in the seats? That's pretty nice, right? No, it's just normal. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and put the savings toward a new car. It's time. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. All right, I'm going to throw to Steph here. Steph, we've got some topics before we get to the questions. What do you want to talk about here? I would love to talk about Amandala talking acolyte production. All right, let's do it. Miguel Fernandez, our buddy, 
The Sundance Film Festival is turning out to be an endless source of information from Star Wars personalities. Both Daisy Ridley and Alden Ehrenreich have been asked for their experiences with the franchise and their plans for the future while promoting their latest projects there. And now, the acolyte lead, Amanda Stenberg, is the latest to join the party. Stenberg is currently promoting their film, My Animal, and when asked by ComicBook.com about their experience on the set of the Leslie Headland series, this is what Amanda said. What can I say that won't get me fired? Well, walking onto set, I'll just say this. This is vague enough. You know that it must take a lot of technical ability and craftsmanship to make Star Wars, but you have no clue how expansive it is until you're part of it, whether it's the puppeteers or the costume designers or all the folks from all the different departments who build the sets. You don't realize how much incredible technology and foresight there is in every element until you're there. Stenberg is a self-professed Star Wars fanatic and even said during Comic-Con last year, so my whole life is Star Wars. When I wake up, I think about Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Before I go to sleep, I read Star Wars. I listen to Star Wars podcasts. You know, they are currently taking some time off from the Acolyte series in the UK to attend the festival, but business is proceeding as usual on the other side of the ocean. Before the holiday break, the series was filming in multiple places at the same time, following the strategy using Andor in season one and season two, also in production right now. Headland's captain of the ship. She's the showrunner. She's executive producer, head writer, and even director of the pilot and possibly some other episodes as well. So in other Acolyte news, Daphne Keene's agency confirmed in a listing that her character's name is Jackie. Um, for now, there's no additional information, and there's really not much to speculate on. Here's the official synopsis for the show. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller, I love that already, that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. I mean, I love that. All right, everything about this. So, Steph, you're the one who put, picked it? What do you think about Amanda's comments? That's great. I We read their comments about how they love Star Wars, breathe Star Wars, and we love that. And I think it's really cool that they had such a good experience filming it. Yeah. And I'm excited about how much they're putting behind this project. Mm -hmm. Especially because all the actors are, hu are pretty big names in television. And then the mystery thriller part. I, have we heard that before? Yes. We knew it was going to be, yeah, I guess, a mystery, but I didn't hear the thriller part, which I'm excited about. Same, and what I've heard about it in general that I love is that one of the greatest things about Andor, look, I love the volume. I really do. I think what the volume did as far as technology goes um, was was so great, and, and what it was able to provide during like the pandemic was fantastic. My biggest concern with it was that, like any other piece of technology, is that they start to rely on it too yeah. much. And Andor started to go, they didn't use it. They went into locations. Now it takes longer and it takes more time to do, but I think it benefited from that. Yeah. Um, now Mandalorian has been using it well. I think Boba, uh, Boba Fett and Obi-Wan looked at the, the fakest out of, out of all of them. Um, go ahead, Mike. No, I, and I'm just to piggyback what you're saying. I wonder why that was. I, do, I wonder why the Mandalorian looks so good and Boba and Luke or, or Obi-Wan did not. I, I don't, I mean, there were scenes in, in Mando, where I'm like, that, where, where do they build that set? And I would see the behind the scenes. is like, yeah. that House whole the, city yeah. was in the volume? House of the Dragon did it well, too. How they did that versus, I, I don't know if it's a time thing or, or who knows what or, or whatever. But it, like all CGI or, or stuff like that, or all technology, the best filmmakers always say that. Use it to enhance what you've got. Right. Well, the don't just use it as a blanket thing to right. cover everything. And I don't know how if the Acolyte is going to use it at all. Yeah. But from what I've heard is that, the Acolyte's using a lot of sets, and then, but as Amanda said, shooting with Andor right next door, or whatever they're saying. And now he, with that synopsis, now that I don't know if I've heard as much in that stuff. Doesn't sound I've heard great, yet, but it I'm like, sounds, this has got really great. Because, this sounds like old school Jedi's in robes, yeah. going around Gothic structures yep. with their lightsabers, yep. dealing Star Wars trouble. And, yeah, and and they were and they're living at a place where they're like the only they're like the the king of the castle. You yeah. know, they're, they're 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 running the shop, so. The fact that they've got to do this kind of this investigating reporting of something happening because it can't end well for the Jedi and the Padawan. It can't because it it shouldn't. Well, this is a hundred years before Phantom something Menace, something like that. Okay. Yeah, it can't. Well, though the Jedi will be in their prime, right? Yes, but remember, but but those two particular Jedi cannot they reveal. Can't right, they right, can't right. reveal if they discover that it's it Sith, Sith. They can't reveal it. They can reveal that mm. some. So it doesn't going end down. well for them. That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, I thought you meant just in general. No, these oh, these, these, two, these two particular that are anyone that's involved in this investigation has to die without a word of it being spread. Yeah. And if they are spreading it, they're spreading it to the people that want it to be. And they'll say quiet. we can't talk about this. They're gonna die. They're dead. It ends here. It has to. No be. more words of this to anyone. Yeah, it has Whoa. to be because well, because remember, Maul says to yeah. to Palpatine sure. and Phantom Menace. He says, "At last, we can reveal ourselves because." They don't know anything. Anybody who does, because in in the Darth yeah. Bane novels, a few of them find out, but they he wipes now, them out. He let kills me ask them. you this: Go ahead, Billy. We're stuck on this. The 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 beholden to what's come before. Are they going to play fast and loose with it? Like, man, we know he said that in Phantom Menace, but we're telling our own story now. Could they? So could they play could it loose? They? Yes, and they certainly mm. did that in Obi Wan, and I hated it. Right? They they did that so many times in Obi Wan. Was like, ah, you guys can I mean, kind of figure it out. And on the other hand, Andor. A little bit where he says the whole thing, I've been at this since I've been six. Where we did see him as a kid. In Rogue One, you assumed he was part of the rebellion at that early age, but he wasn't. But he so, never, but, but that one was, yeah, that one was different because he never specifically know, said that. I know, I so, know, and they worked it. But there's certain things. Yeah. And the show Look, was so Lucas, good. Lucas was very guilty of that as well, Of by course, the way. Yeah. of course. So I'm just hoping we're at a new point in Star Wars where they're going to be like, hey, these are incredibly important plot points that were established in these Phantom Menace movies. we got to behold to that. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, well... Either way, Steph, I'm telling you, this this show is on my highly anticipated because not only this this thriller aspect, from Leslie Headland's experience in general and because of Andor as well, I'm sure that she is like, you know what? I'm so glad that I'm able to kind of go down the route that I wanted to go originally because now that Andor did what it did, it's going to give me a cushion. Like I can really play a little bit more because that stuff that played it worked well. Um, because instead of you know getting the Disney note of make it lighter, make it fluffier, make this and that, and that very well could happen. But this got to give you hope that we're going to go a little darker with this series. Totally, I think you're absolutely right. I think Andor gave the green light, and then what's even better, which Mike not might not care for, but we do. That they are gonna have lightsabers. Oh, no. like with this darkness, they're gonna have Sith. Like that. You're gonna is, see lightsaber fights, right? Yeah, a, that's a lot of them. So great. Of course, I care. Like I want that. Like I got the one show that I said I wanted. Like I, I wanted to yeah. see in Star Wars, but I don't want to never be star lightsabers and stuff. Right, I'm so right. curious of who's gonna be place. who's gonna be the who's Big gonna bad? be this yeah the Big Sith bad. because you would look at it seems as if Amandala is the former Padawan. Reuniting with Jedi. She's got to be the younger one. Maybe That's yeah. Manny. Show. Yeah. What's Just, that? Manny Jacinto. Is the Sith? He has like or, a or I, th I think he's a like, Jedi. I think he. Do. I think he's the lead Jedi. I think that. No, that's Lee Jung Jai. Oh, is that okay? I think so. Okay, yeah, I think so, so maybe you're right. So maybe maybe so because I think that Daphne Keen is is going to be the acolyte. Mm. I think, oh yeah, I think Daphne Keen's yeah. going to play. Um, now okay. where this leads though to like Plagueis, right? Because if it is, right. and again. Plagueis could still be the apprentice of the acolyte, you know, down the yeah. line. It's, it's very yeah. possible, but we'll we'll see how it all plays out. I'm very excited for this show. I can't wait. I think we will finally get some news um, and some footage at Star Wars Celebration. Um, you'll probably be the one to see it. Uh, and for people who don't know, most likely, most likely, um, I am not going to be going to. I'm going to CinemaCon this year, so Steph is probably going to be covering celebration for us fingers crossed and um just yell what is she proposing yes please yeah like we, we only did that a couple times last yeah. year yeah. yeah anyway all right you know we're gonna go into some other stories but there's no other major ones i think we hit it i want to get to some of the questions mm -hmm. so let's get some of these questions here we got a few of them you guys have sent some questions in we got them and here's the first one christopher mclinden hey christian Arloff. hey man love the show hypothetical question regarding andor would you be down with several episodes in season two being solely dedicated to individual members of the Rogue One team in one episode per member for a more fleshed out backstory leaving into the events of Rogue One? Um, for me, probably not, because I don't if if there was like another season, but I know f that this is this is it. This is season two. They're gonna have to I want I want them to now I know we're getting a time jump. They they told us that. But I want to see the formation of the rebellion of the of that crew that we know. I want to see Mon Mothma really step into that leadership. I want to see Mon Mothma and and Bill Organa working together. I want to see Andor start to 
you know, grow into that hardened kind of um, badass that he is in Rogue One. I don't need to see the crew of Rogue One because we learned them in Rogue One. That's like Rogue yeah. One is the series finale to Andor. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, go ahead, Mike. I, I've always enjoyed in stories where we, we, we have this team together. Ocean's Eleven, Mission yeah. Impossible type stuff, where we don't know the backstories of these right. characters. They're just brought in because of their skills. Uh, I, I would love, if we talk about characters, one character that would work, you say, Mom Mothma, I want K2SO. I want them. Oh, they're going to bring see, I know they are, yeah. but I want to see their bond because it is so strong in Rogue One. I want to see how that bond developed. Like you know, the yeah. Han and Chewie yeah. bond. Well, and see going that. off of that, and I know we did our bit with with Brett on this, you know, the, the whole how they did it in canon and how... Yeah. And I was surprised because some fans were like, nah, they're not going to pay attention to that too. I think it is crucial for them in a certain aspect. to In, in the comic books, for canon comic books, they show the That's events right. yeah, yeah. of how K2SO and Andor meet. Yeah. If they decide to not do that, you cannot take Star Wars canon serious anymore. You just can't. I mean, as far as the, the comic books and novels, right. you just can't because it... But, and like, if you like to read the stories and you want to pay attention, and because you like Star Wars stories, then you should. But you can't read them anymore or going, oh, this is how it all happened. Because if they decide it doesn't work for the narrative, that's the whole problem with doing it this way. But do you agree with me or do you disagree? That, that if, if they don't, if they don't it. do it the way that they did it in the comics. Yeah, but the way they did it in the comics, I just don't. You don't love it. it. I don't. I mean, I think that like for your example of the Last of Us and bringing that to life. There's a way that they could add a character, take out a character, and keep the dignity. Of Difference it. that 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 the comic the 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 game is not canon to the show. It yeah. is a adaptation of the show. Yeah. This is this the the novels. This is the problem with making everything canon, is that the the comics mm. and the novels are supposed to be actual history. So when you read it, it's not an adaptation of it. It's it is a, it is supposed to be how it went down. That's the problem. That's true. I think that the yeah that they'll have a big decision to make. Yeah. This might be the decision, and I, you think you think Tony Gilroy gives a crap about the comic no. books? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. He doesn't care if he's like this doesn't work for my story. Yeah. And it very and I'll and tell they'll you, go okay. Tell your story. And and to be honest, they probably should do that. Yeah. But get rid of this whole notion that anything inside of the comics and things are canon because yeah. it's it's not anymore. They've right. changed it so many different times. That's why I stopped reading. It's. I just it's, stopped. It's a tough line to to walk because it does happen because that whole comic thing came about. I remember we started covering them because D Disney was like, there's whole stories to tell. We just don't have the, the screen time for it. So tell them this, you know, where's the books in the past? Like that's legend stuff. This, right. These comics should be canon. That's Doc, what, right. Like everyone wants Dr. Afra to come up. When she pops up, those comics ain't going to be what Dr. Afra is. It's going to be their right. own take on it. Right, Fuck. because they didn't want her to be. Yeah, that right. happened for so many years with Marvel. The MCU, and it's like taking the movie characters and putting them into the comic books, and this and the comics can't happen because of the movies, and it's it's tough because the comics came before the MCU. These yeah, shows came before the comics in Star yeah, Wars, but, wait, but now you're doing Star no, Wars no, no, comics. No, but there's a difference to also still, because the comics from Marvel yeah. were never said to be part of canon into the movies. Right, sure. That's the difference. You're right. Is that when you have... All this stuff, because you can, it's very similar to what the point was for Steph with this game. It's like, you, okay, fine. You know, we're going to adapt some of the things that we loved about the Ultron um, yeah. comic right. and implement that into the movie. Because it's not, it doesn't, they don't play together. Right. Kathleen Kennedy comes out in 2012. Everything that we do, it's all one connected story. Yeah. And then they go, nah, not this time. It's like, well, wait a minute. That's but a I, problem. I, but I'm, I'm reading the story because I wanted to know, I always wanted to know how K2SO and Andor met. Well, we're going to tell you. Yeah. And then a but filmmaker that, comes along five years later. Just like, kidding. Nah. I want to tell that story. Just like, kidding. Eh, don't worry about that. Which is totally fine if that's the case. Like, they had their take. Just don't tell me that that's how it actually happened. In but history. the ship has sailed. I know, but they got to change it then. They got to say, like, look, we, we have too many confusions of, of because of filmmakers and stuff, yeah. too. Because it's because it's it's a misrepresentation of what it is, and it's, and you're false advertising to your consumers. That's that's what that comes down to. Because if I want to go and I'm trying to find a story, like, I always wanted to really know yeah. how this plays in. It's like, no, this is that particular person. Here's this is this author's representation of it, but it doesn't really. But this is how they assume, like, how the legends are. Like, that Darth Bane story. That Darth Bane story is not in canon how it all went down. But I love those stories. But I know that it's not connected to it. But I love those stories. Here's the thing: the Star Wars fans, the the like that are all they are, are Star Wars fans. They watch, read everything. 
It's not like the casual people's like, oh, I don't read the comics. I, I just pop in for this episode. So that is a huge thing, and that's why they're getting that focus in the feed of the Star Wars comics. Like, I don't read the Star Wars comics really a lot. There's a couple I'll pop up every right. now and then, but it's not my thing. But to say that and then to take that away, that's massive because it's it, it's I know it's getting the areas but that they you, want that you don't you are essentially ever get. taking it away though. Yeah, you are. If you don't, and this is my point. I think that it, it's it's a hard handcuff for the filmmakers, but it's if you want to not take it away, right. you are if you don't make that canon yeah. on how they meet, you are taking it away. Right. If it's a if it's very similar to what Steph was just saying, if it's a version of that story, like if you adapt it, but it's kind of like that, but a yeah. little different, but it's similar, then you can do it. I'm very curious as to how that's going to play, but um, yeah, yeah. very curious. All right, let's get to the next question. Great question, though. Thank you so much. Jim Mason, what do you all think the key ingredient would be to make a new trilogy of films successfully, especially if they weren't connected to the Skywalker saga? Steph, let's start with you. A plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. That was my answer, too. Uh, I would say, Jim, uh, it was his name, right, Jim? Yep. Uh, you hit it in your own statement. Not make it a part of the Skywalker. No Skywalker in there. Do not Do not mention a Skywalker. Don't even make it your a new trilogy, separate separate from anything that's come before. Well, that's, that's the first. Yeah. Well, that's I'll tell you the other thing. Ste step one. Uh, yes, and I think that this is also the benefit of the television series, right? Yeah. This is why I think establishing this unknown regions thing is genius because you can set so many stories. If this unknown regions thing becomes popular yeah. and this whole thing where Thrawn sets up, you could keep Thrawn alive for years. Thrawn could be a villain because then you could say, like, well, why isn't Thrawn, why didn't Thrawn come back? And how come he's not around during the Ray era? Because he's out in the unknown regions causing dominance. He's a, he's a he's a he's a leader out there. He's a dictator out there. He's doing and I'm not saying they'll probably defeat him, but this is my point that yeah. you can put anybody out there and say it's so far away to where you, th 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 these kids got lost, like these things, that, like Grogu. That's where Grogu is. You know, that's where he's been the whole time. That's where Soka's been. How come Soka hasn't been? I, mean, I know she shows up as a ghost or an array, but you just you get my point. Right. And by establishing this kind of new region that we've never explored before, that the Empire has no say over or, you know, or or nobody does. Nobody has any, the Rebellion, New Rebellion, whoever, new, um, whatever the fuck they're going, whatever First they're called. Order. First Order. Uh, no, not First Order. Final Order. Um, well, who's the resistance? Resistance, yeah. all of them. The New Republic, they don't, they can't get there. And so this is a great idea because it's probably their fix of saying like, well, they set up so many, JJ and Ryan, they set up so much rules and stuff that we got to follow. If they set up the unknown regions, it's a new government. It's a new, it's new heroes. It's what new do you mean by they say they can't get to it? Has that been established that it's an area that is just I'm just saying, uncharted? like, so, no, well, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the unknown regions are, like, they, they're not they're not charted. It's, like, very, you know how hard it was to find Octu? Like, times a thousand. They just needed a knife and a map. <laughs> right. That's all you needed. Right, but you, but you can't find the unknown regions. And it's, like, imagine okay. the, if you set this up well enough, the unknown regions, a new government, new heroes, tons of Jedi there if you wanted to, tons of, like, as it starts to get set up. I don't know. Steph, what do you think about that theory? I think that would be great. Like, I think that it, it is kind of, ex for the next few years, will be easier to make new stories and mm -hmm. that. And then, let's say in five, ten years, you can revisit where we've already established. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to the next. I think as far as that question goes, though, I think that setting up... I agree with Mike setting up things outside of this trilogy for their next trilogy. I don't think that you never do anything that connects to that timeline. I agree. But setting stuff up outside for the next one, I agree with Mike. I think whether you put it in the old Republic yeah. in the unknown regions, any of that stuff. All right, let's go to the next question. Thank you again, Jim, for that question. Daniel Kogat, would you rather have the Darth Bane novels developed as a film trilogy or a series? One thousand percent a series um you i think because of what steph just said before with last of us now this is a different situation from adaptation this is what i have been just trying to throw out there and hopefully the last of us is 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 a indication of what you can do right where you can adapt something a story that people know or that people have read and do it the right way and do it in a way that's detailed a last of us movie would have been ruined. You would have tried to, I mean, the first yeah. episode alone is an hour and a half. 
you would have had to cram, you know, what, 10 hours of storytelling into a two-hour movie, and you lose it. And in three-hour movie, okay, fine. So what is it? However many, do the math, however many episodes, that is still not enough yeah. into, into six hours of film. When it comes to novels, when it comes to video game adaptations, I'm saying that's not some novels you can condense into a two-hour movie. You, you can, or or six-hour trilogy, sure. But if you established for, you, you're looking you're looking at three or four seasons of Darth Bane with those three books. If you do like eight episodes for some, maybe ten episodes, and you get so much more detail, and you can really get into the nitty gritty of what that is all about, and you, and in movies, the problem with movies is you have to get people to want to spend their money on those tickets. So at the very end of each movie, would have to be these big, elaborate, expensive battle scenes, mm -hmm. right? You should have battle scenes in TV as well too. You look at Game of Thrones; they do it all the time. But by you lose the dialogue, you lose the character development in a half an hour thing, and now you only have about an hour and 20 minutes to develop your story and your characters. So, no, there, in no world would I want to see a Darth Bane trilogy in movies. I'd want to see a, a, a series. Absolutely. I think that a series, in, when you're establishing a character that established all the movies to come, yeah. that a series is what would make sense. And another reason, though, Mike, too, that I think that a Darth Bane, you, you've got a better chance... Uh, historically to lead a series with a bad guy. And I don't even think, I, and by the way, I don't even think they'll ever do a, either one of these because I don't think Disney has the, the, the balls to lead a television show with a bad guy. The acolyte is not even going to be led by a bad guy. It's going to be led by the Jedi and the, yeah. and the, and the, mm -hmm. the former apprentice. Um, it's got the best possibility for a villain to lead a TV show then you ever going to have a, a Star Wars movie lead with a villain because it doesn't end. That trilogy does not end with the with with the good guys. It no. ends with the bad guys, with Darzana. So, what do you think? You make good points. You don't know. You know what we're talking about. So of you don't want to be involved. I know what you're talking about, but I just know that. Like it, it's funny you say that. I, I watched your video on The Last of Us. You're talking about with the I, and the, the they talk about the video game curse and whatnot. Yeah. And and, and the, this video games are long form storytelling. They just are. Right. And to cram two hours into a game that you could play for 40 hours, it just doesn't work. So this, this Last of Us cracked it. It's just like, you know, Uncharted, I don't, could be as better as a movie, I would think. You know, Do you think so? I don't because know, I, man. Indiana, it's Indiana Jones to me. Yeah, but Uncharted is Indiana Jones. Nathan Drake is Indiana Jones. Yes. You could tell a concise story. But you don't think that could work as a 10-hour well, show? Of course, a anything uh, that could work as a movie can work as a TV how show. But I don't think everything that works as a TV show can work as a movie. I agree. I agree. But anyway, so so much of it. To answer your question, I yeah. think... In, a in, Darth Bane TV show. Yeah, in, yes. no, in no world would I want to see that as a trilogy of movies. Please, no. Um, all right, let's go. Next, uh, next one. Okay, so this is from Noah John. By the time Ahsoka and Sabine find Ezra, could Thrawn have convinced Ezra to join him? Would be a good way to set up high stakes for se for a second season. I love all your shows and the balance of comedy and serious you bring. Thank you so much, Noah. I love this question. I mean, I love it. I would love for them to take Ezra and make him a, a villain that he's he's kind of he's kind of Thrawn's Vader. Mm. That would be amazing. The problem is this: Mike's never watched Rebels, right? Yeah. A lot of people have not seen Rebels. I mean, the argument can be made. Mike turns in tunes in to see Rebels, or excuse me, tunes in to see Ahsoka, sees Ezra, and goes, oh, this guy's a bad guy. And doesn't know his history, and maybe he doesn't affect him at all. Uh -huh. And it's just who he is. He just starts off, and if he wants to go back and learn his history, he can go back. Um, but it's just, how much explaining are they going to have to do on Ezra in general, if that's the case? I I love the idea of him having, like, a Vader, and it's Ezra. But I just don't understand how that would have all went down. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, but also remember... I know this like kind of forgoes your point, but for everyone who's watched Rebels, you know that this is the exact storyline of what almost happened with him and Maul. Right. Maul right. tried that's, that's to right. Right, yeah. tried to get Good him point. on his side. Good point. Great point. And yeah. then it didn't like and that was a part of Ezra like realizing yeah, like how that wasn't you, for him. You really have to see how Thrawn was able to do it, considering right. that his will wasn't broken by Maul. How did right. Thrawn get to do it? Yeah, so I guess and 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 also you want to and who you casting to play? Because aren't you casting Ezra? Because Ezra's Ezra at this point is a more he, he's serious, but because he, he was real fun and kind of you know uh, he was Aladdin, 
really was what he was. And I think, by the way, that's why Mina Musa didn't get the role. He was I, too much. Yeah. He was a ladder. Because I Good think point. that I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have cared either. I think that I think that with Mina Musad, everyone thought that he could play him. And I think since the second Ezra was created in Rebels, every the look and everything, everybody compared him to Aladdin. Everybody did. Now casting Aladdin to play him, you know, what are you what are you saying? Um, but um, either no way, no one would know that except for us. I know, I agree yeah, with I you, know. but I think that general audiences, I think you you get too caught up in what studios see in this small you, bubble of Hollywood, true. where it's like the general audience, the the, the family in Kansas that is they wouldn't care as much. Would show, have no care. idea. I would have loved to see him. I think Mina Masai was the perfect Ezra. I don't know this new actor. I have no idea if he even yeah, was cast. I yeah. agree completely. So he could be he could be great. Yeah, he could be great. But I just I, I like I like Mina Masai a lot. I wish mm-hmm. he would have gotten cast. Um, all right, last one because Mike's got to get the hell out of here. So let's do um, let's do one more, and then we'll call it a day. Here we go. Oyvind Sanz, and I'm sorry if I didn't get that right. Ewan McGregor says that he's open for a season two of Obi Wan. Do you think it will happen? And what should the story be for a second season? This is a very interesting question mm. because yeah. the show did amazing in the ratings, right? As it should. Um. They sold it on Vader, which Vader shouldn't be in the second season. I don't think he would be. They Kathleen Kennedy talked pretty openly that they were open for a second season after it was, but she did that thing that she always does once every once something's successful and then but then yeah. once the blowback started to come back for the show a little bit, then it got a little bit more quiet. But Ewan McGregor even said that it'd be up for a second season because they talked about how it was supposed to be kind of like a one-off thing, and then it then they started talking about it. Um, I think it will happen. I don't necessarily think it should, but I think it will happen. I think that if you look at where we're are, we we're now in a particular time where we've talked about in the past where we were saying like, look, in 2023 we're gonna have three shows, and that was like when we were talking about that a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. We're in 2023, so in 2024 we know that we got Andor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know when Mandalorian season four will come out. It'll probably either be 2024 or 2025. But what's in 2024? I think we're going to get some announcements to Star Wars Celebration. Yeah. And I think that Obi-Wan Season 2 will be one of them. What do you think, Seth? I don't think so. You don't think so? I think Ewan is saying this to kind of be like, I'm proud of what we did. And like just like set this tone of like 10 toes down in it. Mm-hmm. And is like, yeah, of course I'd be excited for a Season 2. But I don't think that the story is there, really. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. I agree. Mike? What do you, do you, let me ask you this. Do you think that they're going to... Well, first of all, do you think there's going to be a season two? And if so, do they announce it at Celebration? Okay. I don't think it gets enough okay. Celebration, but I think there will be. You think it will be? I think we'll never see Book of Boba Fett Chapter 2. Yeah, I That's think never you're happening. probably right. No. Obi-Wan, for all the wrong reasons, we're going to get another Obi-Wan. I think you're right. Um, I don't think there's a story to be told. Yeah. I think, think about this. Okay, he went off on this battle, comes and like, hey, you got to help me on this. Oh, Jesus. All right, I will. So someone else going to come to him and say, hey, Obi-Wan, you got to help me with this. I would rather know that he is in that desert by himself in exile because that's the terrible thing yeah. of what's happened to his world and he is now by himself alone rotting away like just dying essentially essentially ben. living his death totally here is to so until two. new hope where he gets that one final th- don't more adventures like i here's here's what i'd like to see if they're going to do it first of all i would prefer i would rather them use Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan in other stories, right? Whether, Do you mean flashbacks to them DH? So hold on. So two things. The first part of it is whether or not it's um, Bail Organa doing a side mission in something like Andor shows up, has a quick scene with him. He shows up there. He shows up as a flash, as a force ghost for some some moment, whatever it might be. You can use him whenever. You can use him in, a, in flashbacks in certain scenes, whatever. If they were going to do an Obi-Wan season two, my pitch of it would be that it would be a younger Obi-Wan and it would be an Obi-Wan in the Clone Wars era and it would be an Obi-Wan, the story that was the most intriguing in all of Obi-Wan that we've mentioned on this show a million times over was the conversation he had with Leia about how he was taken as a younger kid by the Jedi and about his brother and all that. Mm. Let me see that story. So you want a different actor, young actor. But then you can also play you, into you do flashbacks. You flashback. You, do, you can do oh, young, young Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. There you we do go. it like that. You do you yeah. do a season okay. two of like how like you play off of that conversation of how he became a Jedi. Show me that. I want to see like a young Obi Wan and with his brother. Like who's his brother? Like 
as opposed to them flying around with crate dragons and talking to uh, Qui-Gon in the, in the desert. It's like, who here's, cares? Here's your story hook. He's in his hobble. You know, we, we didn't see his home that he built where we see him in New Hope. Yeah. So that's him finding the place, going through his chest, he opens up, pulls out an old artifact. Boom, flashback right. to that storyline. So book ends with Obi-Wan. Old you're kind, you're kind of hoping what we did for Book of Boba Fett, where it's each yeah. chapter. Right. Yeah, book, it, it starts the episode with old Obi-Wan, ends with old Obi-Wan. In between is younger. He's still, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that book, I go 100% for. Uh, so they did that thing in the comics. Again, you could take, the comics oh. was when, he, when his journal, his journal, like the yeah. stuff that he went through in his journal and like the, the adventures of Obi-Wan, like Obi-Wan season two, adventures that he went on. Ultimately, what we thought he was going to do, you just said, what we, we thought was going to happen in Book of Boba Fett, the chapters each, a chapter in Obi-Wan's life, every episode is, a whether it's Clone Wars, whether it's maybe one episode is in Tatooine, maybe it's with the, he fights the freaking, uh, the, what's his face in, uh, in, in Obi-Wan, the, the Wookiee. You know, the, he fights that thing. Black Chrysanthemum? Yeah. And, like, so, like, like adventures of Obi-Wan through, like, you know, uh, what they were going to do like with, you know, the tales of the bounty but hunter. You like, that like thing. he all right, the Jedi are being wiped out. Jocasta News gone with the Jedi temples. Like, this is his way to remember the Jedi. So if anyone ever finds this journal of his, it's a document of right, what he did. Right, right. He goes through his That's journal. That's your story, huh? Yeah, if you went, well, you, Take if, it, you, if you follow the journal us. from the comic books, that could be it. But I, him, but they won't do that. No, they'll, they won't. They'll trot through, he'll be trotting through Tatooine. With with, with, the, again with the ghost and, of Qui Gon, and then they'll say, "Well, we need to bring Raider in. Yeah, we got to bring Vader, Vader." There's rumors and of then the Reva will show up again, and and, and, yep. and everyone will lose their minds. So it's like, so just, no. I think they should just leave it. I think they should leave it. Yeah, and we're gonna leave you guys. And we're gonna leave it. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, thank you guys for joining us here on Big Things Sith Council. Really happy that you joined us. Thank you so much to our sponsors today. Once again, help yourselves out. Get yourself one of those sponsors today. Thank you guys so very much. If you haven't already. Join the podcast, please do that. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Very helpful. Subscribe to the channel today. Get us to 70,000, please. Patreon.com slash The Big Thing Show. Get yourself a Sith Council shirt. We are in the lead out of all the shows. Sith Council hey, is hell yeah. in the lead, everybody. So get that. You can also get a You Don't Know-ish. That's up there now, too. And I got that for uh, Steph yesterday. And then we've got the Black Knight shirt. So you can get that also. Black Knight. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Steph, where can they find you? At Steph Sabron at the World Girls. Yeah, don't eat some garlic. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. And Mike? At Mike Kalinowski. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's it. Perfect. All right, guys. Once again, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you, and we'll see you on the flip side. It is Sith Council, and we'll see you next time. Bye. I can Stronger.